right, so today we're going to be in Acts 8. And while you turn there, I have a little story. Now this, I was told to say this. <laughs> My mom knows about this. This is not a shock or a surprise to her. My grandfather knows about this. And I would like to say a little disclaimer. This is my prescription. Don't take my prescription. Take your prescription. This was meant for me. This is what was best that I do. If it's what was best for you to do, then I'm happy for you to do it. If it's not, don't do it. So, a couple weeks ago, I have an off period from school. It means I get out a little bit earlier than everybody else. A couple weeks ago, I got out of school in my off period, and I went to a gas station, which I usually get my subway at, and then I come up here. But that Sunday, that, no, it wasn't a Sunday, it was a Wednesday. That Wednesday, I got my subway, and I walked out of the gas station, and right by my car, there was a man, and he said, hey, sir, um, I, don't, I don't mean to bother you, I just, I need a ride for like two or three miles up the road. You can let me off wherever you want, I just need, I just need a little bit of a ride. Uh, and, and, and I didn't feel like I should ask anybody else. I felt like I should ask you. I felt like I should ask specifically you. And I went, um, hop in. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're doing this. All right, let's go. And I drove him. And while we were driving, I, you know, brought up the word a little bit. And he said, are, are you about to ask me about Jesus? And I said, actually, yes, I am. And he said, oh, I'm a born-again believer. You know, I've, I've read the New Living Translation, the New International Version. He, he named off like six different versions that I've never even heard before. <laughs> and I was so shocked. But we had an amazing conversation. And this type of discernment between when to and when not to can only be given by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, in Acts 8, there was a man, and his name is Philip. And um, he goes around places preaching the gospel, telling the word, uh, and he is definitely led by the Lord. You can see in every, every step, every situation that he's in, he's led by the Lord. If Philip had not been led by the Lord, then he would not be able to do all that he did, like this account. Starting in verse 26, as for Philip... An angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning, seated in his carriage, and he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? And the man asked, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, uh, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or somebody else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news of Jesus. 
As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. From this one segment of 14 scriptures, I found three spiritual goals that I'm using in my life, that I see other people using in their lives, and that I think really cultivate our spirit. The first one is dedication. The dedication I was drawn to in this passage was not necessarily that of Phillips, although he was dedicated. He was definitely dedicated. Going out and talking to random people in their carriage because a voice told him to, that's, that's dedication. But the dedication I was drawn to was the dedication of the eunuch to learn. And in verse 31, it says, The man replied, How can I unless someone instructs me? In verse 36, he said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And in 38, the eunuch ordered the carriage to stop so that he could be baptized. He was dedicated to learning the word. He was dedicated to being baptized. He was dedicated to know more. The example of the eunuch is, is just one of many of how powerful the word is, how powerful the the feeling, the, the passion that you get inside of you whenever you read the word, it's, it's unparalleled. The kind of joy that it brings. So, dedication. Dedicate to growing closer with God. The second goal that I found is that of discipleship. It is important not to leave your knowledge on this earth. Let me get you um, a visualization. We all know you teach a man a fish, he'll eat four a day. You, no, you, you give him a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. You teach, you teach a man to fish, he'll eat, him and his family will eat for a lifetime. So, what's the difference between these fishes of men? We need to teach people how to fish for men. We need to teach people how to make disciples. Just how we make disciples. How good is a TV remote if you never turn on the TV? You need to have that, that wisdom to disciple. In verse 35 it says, So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news of Jesus. He used the word to disciple. What are we if not called to teach the gospel? Therefore we must pour into our friends, families, and neighbors, and sometimes even people that we don't know, like, like the man that I saw, the man that came up to me. And the third point is discipline. And this is, this, the easiest example of this is probably Philip. Whenever, you know, he, he heard the spirit of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, tell him to, to go and walk along the carriage, tell him to go walk along the path. He was disciplined enough to try to teach the eunuch. And he was disciplined enough to fulfill what the Lord needed for him in that time. In verse 40, it says, Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. The place Philip was moved wasn't necessarily miles and miles, but it wasn't a couple feet either. He was moved a little bit away. And in the beginning of the scripture, it says Philip 
traveling south from Jerusalem to Gaza. And then whenever he was teleported to, um, yeah, he was moved to Zodus and going to Caesarea, Caesarea, he went north, showing that the south way, he had completed what, whatever he needed to do there, which was to talk to this eunuch. So to recap, dedicate yourself to living in the word through the word. Make disciples so you can pass on the wisdom that was bestowed to you. And allow yourself to be disciplined by the Spirit so that you may be closer to him and fulfill what he has set apart you for. Lord, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for coming and, and moving in this room today, in this, in this world today, Lord. We know that we need your word, Lord. Allow us to, to dedicate ourselves. Open our minds to that dedication. Open our minds to, to, to fully fulfill what we have, what you have set, apart, set us apart for, Lord. Lord, please open up our minds so that we can pour into our friends, pour into our families, pour into our neighbors, pour into the nations, Lord, for you've called us to make, go out and make disciples of all nations. And Lord, please discipline us. Show us where we've gone wrong, Lord. Teach us in the, in the ways that you need to teach us, Lord. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. We pray this in Jesus' name, Lord, amen.